Good morning to all of you and welcome to Gateway and uh, especially if it's your first time we're glad that you're here with us but also we want to give a special good morning to all of our mothers that are here with us this morning. Uh, You know moms you are so awesome and you keep our families running often without the recognition that you so greatly deserve and so thank you to all of our moms out there. You know, recently I've been having discussions with my boys where they ask me these questions. They're kind of, they're trying to compare mommy and daddy, like who's better at this? And, and so, uh, you know, they, Asher, Asher recently asked me, who's tougher, mommy or daddy? And I said, uh, well, definitely mommy, because she delivered all three of you kids and daddy has never had to do anything like that. Plus, she has to put up with all of us now. So she is definitely the tougher parent. And then this week, Asher brought home a bag of crafts that he had made and he told me that I only get one, but mommy gets three. And I told him, you know what, buddy, that's just fine, because mommy definitely deserves more than daddy. You know, I know that this time of year, that Mother's Day uh, can be a tough time for, for a lot of us, for those that may have recently lost their mother, or maybe this is your first Mother's Day without being able to call your mom or without being able to hug her. Maybe it was a long time ago, and it's still really hard every time this time of year. Maybe it's Tough for you that for those of you that have lost children, whether they, you lost them as adults or in the womb, or for those that would give anything in the world to be a mom, but you're just not able to. There's a lot of pain for those that have to endure all of these trials, especially on days like today. But just know that your strength is on the level of all of our other mothers here today. And even though you might not be going through the same battles, I know your battle is just as tough. And we as a church, as Gateway, we are here for all of our mothers to support you and help you in any way that we can to love on you. And that is part of what the church is about, to love on one another, to support one another through the trials of this life. You know, last week we started a series called Family Life, and we said that the basic building block for a blessed family life It's a traditional biblical marriage, a marriage between a man and a woman who are striving to be more like Jesus and keeping him as the center of their marriage is the place where a great family life begins. Does it guarantee perfection? No. Is it a guarantee that there will be no wayward sons or daughters? No. But if a husband and wife teach their kids the Bible and train them up in the way they should go, then if that son or daughter decides to make their own path away from the Lord, at least deep down, they knew what the truth was. They had that firm foundation with Jesus. And without that firm foundation, they are simply lost with nothing to come back to. In the story of the prodigal son, when the son came to his senses... He's eating the pig slop. He comes to his senses. He knew exactly where he had to go. He knew where he had to return to. Why? Because he had been taught the way he should go. And he decided, and then he had decided to try to make his own path. But when it was time, when he had come to his senses, he knew he could return home. He knew exactly where to go. But what if he had come to his senses, but hadn't ever heard the truth? What if he didn't have that foundation well, he might have eventually found his way back to the truth. He might have eventually found his way home, but his chances were a lot better because he had once been taught the truth. And as Christ followers, 
It's important for all of us to let our light shine in this dark world, especially in trying times, especially when it feels like everything's closing in and people don't know what to do. People don't know what the truth is. It is so important for us that know what the truth is and know that we have the light within us to shine it in this dark world. In Matthew 5, Jesus says to let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. And as husbands and wives, fathers and mothers, there is probably no more important place for you to let your light shine than in your very own house. Let it shine before your own family, especially before your children. And this is where so many Christians have stumbled and fallen in their walk. We can sometimes be guilty of trying really hard, trying extra hard to let our light shine in public so others will think better of us. They'll think that we're really good Christians, and man, they got it all together on a Sunday morning, but the light doesn't shine nearly as bright behind closed doors when it's just us and our family. This morning, we're going to look at the words of the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 6. And so if you have your Bible with you this morning, will you turn there and and be ready for when we get there in just a moment? You know, Paul, he wrote these words to mothers and fathers, but he wrote them to children too. And all these people who were trying to live for Christ in the city of Ephesus. And one thing I love about Paul's letters is that he was always writing to believers. He was writing to people that were trying to live out this Christian walk, people trying their best to do these things that Jesus had done, but they just were getting tripped up by different things of the culture. They just were falling short in different ways. And so for me as a Christian, I can say, look, Paul was writing these letters to other believers who were struggling just like I'm a believer who might be struggling. And so I can find confidence and guidance in these words of the Apostle Paul. Ephesians chapter 6, we're going to start right in verse 1. And Paul says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with the promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger but bring them up in the discipline and the instruction of the, of the Lord. That's what good Christian fathers are supposed to do. And by extension, good Christian mothers too. Now actually, the, the Greek word that Paul uses here, the original word that he writes it in, it, it's Paul tears. Now don't check me on that pronunciation. You're just going to have to take my word for it. Just be like, he's really smart. That must be how it's said. Paul tears, and, and that's translated to fathers in English. You can kind of hear like paternity, paternity, right? So it also, though, can be translated in some other passages of Scripture to parents. Like in Hebrews chapter 11, for example, the great heroes of faith chapter of the Bible. And in Hebrews eleven twenty three, we read, by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his paternity his parents, because they saw that the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. So here we see both of Moses' parents, both his mom and his dad, they hide him in order to save him. They did everything in their power to save their baby to protect him from Pharaoh and from the evils of this world. And if you read Exodus chapter 2, the original story that Hebrews is referring back to here, you'll see that it was Moses' mother 
who made the basket and hid the baby in the bulrushes in defiance of Pharaoh's orders. And so this use of pawtares is not only referring to the father, but to both parents. And so here we are this morning. We're here to honor both mom and dad this morning. We're here to honor these Christian parents who are doing everything in their power to give their children every advantage in life that we can. Parents who are trying their best to lay a Christian foundation for their kids' lives, doing everything they can to protect their kids from the evils of this world. We're here to honor parents who let their children benefit from the power that parents have over them. And not to wield that power in a bad way, not to reign over their Lord over them, but to realize the power that they can place into their kids if they just do it the right way. And especially when they are young. Now there may be moments in life where as a parent you question whether you truly do have any power over your kids. Like when your four-year-old defiantly continues his rotten behavior even after you've told him to stop, eight times, or when your kids seemingly come to an agreement, this union, this pact that, you know what, if we band together and we all act out at the same time, I think we can take them. It's really a numbers game. If there's just one mom and one dad, I think we can take them if we just band together and really are just rotten the whole night. Or like when your 16-year-old brings home a boy or a girl that you never in your life would have picked out for them, and you're not even sure you want to let them in the house, right? The kind that makes you keep your shotgun right next to the door, right? But even when you feel powerless, we do still have a power over our children as parents, and it's for their good. Let's look back at verse 1 of Ephesians 6 here where Paul says, Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. And you know what? It's not only right, it's smart. They just may not realize it. You know, that's why so many of the Proverbs say things like, well, what our focus verse said this morning, Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. Of course, the Proverbs is written by King Solomon, the wisest man to ever live. You know, your life really will be better as a son or a daughter if you listen to your parents. And I don't know if this happened to you, but a, a funny thing happened to me right around my mid-20s, uh, where I, it was around that age I began to realize that a lot of the things that my parents had, had kind of put on me as a teenager, a lot of the things they had said, a lot of the things I had pushed back against as a teenager you know, things like rules or curfews or guidelines, things, uh, well, a teenager doesn't like. A lot of those things that I might have disagreed with or thought were silly or even dumb, well, they really started to make sense. I really started to see maybe that's why they were actually looking out for me. They actually had my good, they weren't trying to take away my fun. They were trying to, well, keep me alive, basically. I had to start admitting that maybe, just maybe, my parents actually knew what they were doing. You know, last week I said that, that God has put commandments. He's put rules and guidelines into place to try to save us 
from ourselves because so often we get ourselves into our own trouble, our own stressors, our own anxiety added to our life because we try to make our own way. See, God knows what we're capable of when we're left to our own devices and he tries to steer us in the right direction if only we would listen. And it's the same with our parents. If we would listen to our parents, not only their rules, but also their wisdom, then our lives would be better. And I think this can apply to an 8-year-old. I think it can apply to an 18-year-old. I think it can apply to a 38-year-old to listen to the wisdom of my parents. And if we could just see our lives 10 or 20 years down the road, we would be so thankful that we listen to them. In Proverbs 3, 1 and 2, the parent says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace, they will add to you. See, simply by listening to mom, simply by listening to dad and not forgetting what they said, we can add length of days and years of life and peace to our life. Let's go down to Proverbs 4 then. Here, O sons, are a father's instruction, and be attentive that you might gain insight, for I give you good precepts. Do not forsake my teaching. And then listen to what this dad said. When I was a son with my father, tender, the only one in the sight of my mother, he taught me and said to me, let your heart hold fast my words, keep my commandments, and live. There is life found in keeping the commandments of God. There is life found in keeping the words and commandments of our parents. See, the Proverbs, they go on and on about the power of our words. When spoken by a good, godly parent, our words can be passed down from generation to generation. You know, this week I was preparing for a small funeral service, and in that preparation I saw this line that said, you cannot bury a legacy can't bury a legacy. And how true is that? See, our legacy is going to last long after we have left this world. And it's our words, our powerful words, that are such a big part of that legacy. I mean, think of times that your parents have said, man, your granddad, he always used to say, or how many times you've told your kids about what your mom used to tell you growing up. The words that you use with your kids, they have power. Whether you realize it or not, they have immense power and they can last for generations, especially words of encouragement and affirmation. So parents, let's use our words to leave a lasting impact on our kids. We're also here to honor Christian parents who let their kids enjoy the life that the Lord has promised. Paul puts it this way in verse 3, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Now, if you're familiar with the Bible, you can kind of see where Paul has gotten his inspiration for his words here in Ephesians 6, what he's calling back to. You know, many of us are familiar with the Ten Commandments, even if you're not a church person. You could probably, this could be your first time ever walking into a church, and I'm sure you've probably heard of the Ten Commandments somewhere. And so when we think about the Ten Commandments, what's the fifth commandment? Well, we can find it in Exodus 20, verse 12. It says, Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. 
Now, of course, the land that it we're, we're looking at in the fifth, the Ten Commandments, was talking about the land of Canaan, a land flowing with milk and honey. It was the final destination for the Israelites as they were led out of slavery in Egypt. It was the land that the Lord God was giving his people, was giving Israel back then. But now Paul is appropriating that, that promise of God for his people. Now he's appropriating it for Christian children who choose to honor, who place such value on what their parents are saying that they're willing to place their hearing under the words that their parents speak. Many words, some of which are tender, some of which are tough, but all of which are spoken with the intent to let our kids enjoy the life the life to the full that God has promised so our kids don't miss out on the life that the Lord has prepared for them. And our words have so much power. And so let's speak up, Mom. Let's speak up, Dad. Speak so your children might be long, be long in the land that the Lord is giving them. And, and when we think about what the land looks, for, looks like for us on this side of the cross, our hope for our kids is that, is that they would know Jesus inside and out and experience eternity in heaven with Him. And as Christians' parents, that's kind of what it all, all boils down to, Right? That's what it's all about, right? Amen? And so don't you see, mom and dad, there is simply too much at stake to be silent, to not want to talk and say these words over your kids, to not speak wisdom into your kids. And one of the greatest areas where we cannot remain silent, where there's a big temptation to remain silent, an area where we will speak some of the most powerful words to our kids and over our kids is when we let them hear us pray. And so parents, we need to let our children hear us. Let our children hear us when we pray. Paul says in verse 4, fathers. Now remember, we've already established that this original word that he used for fathers can also sometimes refer to both parents. And so fathers or parents do not provoke your children to anger but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Now, the discipline that Paul is talking about here does include the, the idea of, uh, of chastening, but there is a time and a place, because there is a time and a place for that as well. But the word instruction here comes from a word that refers to parents bending the thoughts of the minds of their children, like the stave of a bow or the stave of, of a barrel, not in some weird way that you would bend their thoughts, but more like a training. And Solomon says in Proverbs 22, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. One of the best ways that we can help our children not miss out on the life that the Lord has promised for them is to let your children hear you pray. Let them hear you pray and be thankful for all that the Lord has blessed you with. Let them hear you pray that the name of the Lord will be kept holy and hallowed. Let them hear you pray that the Lord's kingdom of love would be here on earth as it is in heaven. Let them hear you pray and lift up every care and every anxiety and every affliction to him who works all things for the good of those who follow him. And let them hear you pray and thank God for loving us enough to send his only son, Jesus, to save us from our sin. 
Parents, make it a part of your life. Make praying with your kids a part of your life. Yes, do it at the dinner table every night. Yes, do it at their bedside every night. Make prayer and talking to God a normal part of your everyday life and routine. But also let them see you stop in the middle of a tense situation where you don't know what to do and you don't know what the next step is. See you stop everything you're doing right there in the moment and let them hear you pray. Let them see you stop when you're scared, when you're broken and when you're vulnerable and let them hear you cry out to God. We can try to be tough. We can try to do it on our own and not let them see. But all that ends up doing is make it th- make it further the thing that I can do this on my own without the strength of God. But when we let them hear us pray in those situations, we let them see that through God, through Christ, I can do anything because he strengthens me. Parents, I hope you can see why your own relationship with Jesus is paramount to the relationship that your kids have with Jesus. Many of you know that that only having one parent bring the kids to church will eventually grow tougher over time. Eventually, the kids are going to start asking questions. They're going to start wondering, why do I have to go to church if mom and dad get to stay home, or mom or dad get to stay home? And the truth is that many times it's mom bringing the kids while dad stays at home. And so on this Mother's Day, I want to give a special shout out to all the moms that are fighting on their own for the life that the Lord has promised for their kids. And for any parent, if we truly want our kids to have that life, to experience Jesus in a really big way, then we must be experiencing Jesus in a really big way too. Having one parent bring them to church will eventually become troublesome. Living a different life six days of the week that is different from what is being seen on a Sunday morning, what's being put out there in public on a Sunday morning will eventually become troublesome because over time your kids will start to mimic you and your choices more and more. And so parents, let them hear you pray. Let them see you live it out. Let them hear you lift up the name of Jesus in times of happiness, but in times of sadness. Let them know that Jesus is there no matter what comes our way in this world, because he has overcome the world. Let them know that we cannot ever be separated from the life and the love that has been promised to them by God. So this morning to all the moms out there, and to all the dads out there too, And if you only knew the power that you have over your kids, the influence that you have over your kids, when it seems like they're not listening, they still are, they're still watching. If you only knew how just your words could sway them, could bend them, could train them towards or away the Lord and the life that he has prepared for them, if they could only hear you pray, if you only knew the eternal difference that would make in their life, I'm convinced you would start praying with them, that you would start praying before them, and you would start praying over them today if you haven't already been doing so. And as parents, we do so much for our kids. We sacrifice so much for our kids 
We would do anything for them. I mean, we, we haul them hundreds of miles all over the state, all over the country for their sports games. We, we try to get them in, into the best schools with the best teachers. We only want the best for their future. We go without so they can have. We try to protect them from all the dangers in this world. And we do so much for our kids. And so I wonder then, are we willing to strengthen our own relationship with Jesus so that we might strengthen theirs as well? And we do all we can to take care of all of their physical needs so they won't go without. Let us never neglect their great spiritual need in the process. That our kids would one day know the life that the Lord has promised them. Let's pray. Father God, we don't, always, uh, we don't always know the right answer when it comes to being a parent. <laughs> there, there is cur- one curveball after another so many times, and there's, there's not one answer to every question. There's not a book that applies to every situation with every family. And so, Father, I just, I just lift up all of our families here in this room, here at Gateway Taze Valley, here at all of our campuses of Gateway. I lift up the family because the family is so important. Man, God, you put together the, the family before you put together the church. Let us never forget how important the family is. And so as a mom and as a dad, let us never forget how important we are to our family that we have to stand in our place. We have to fulfill our role as a mom or a dad in raising these kids and raising them up in the ways of you. Raising them so that they would know your son Jesus and they would depend on him as the trials of this life come their way. And Father, even even when we see our kids take their own path and they might walk away from you and our heart breaks, we can at least know that inside, deep down, they still know, they still have that foundation, that firm foundation of Jesus Christ. We still train them up. So Father, I just, I, I pray for all of our families. I pray for all of our marriages. And I pray for all of our own own individual relationships with you that we would see how important it is, not just for our own salvation, but for the futures of our families. And that we would fight for our families, that we would fight for our marriages, and we would fight for our relationship with, with you and your son that we would never just take a break and walk away, that we would always be pressing on towards the goal. We would be running this race of endurance until the day we get to come home with you. Father, I ask that you would bless all of our families. I ask that you would bless all of our marriages. There's so much attacking the family. There's so much attacking our marriages. I just pray, Lord, I, I lift it up to you. We need you at the center of our family. We need you at the center of our marriages. And I hope that none of us ever forget that. Father, I thank you for your love. I thank you for the love that had you send your son Jesus to go to the cross for each one of us, 
that he would love each one of us enough that he would go to the cross knowing that we would still sin, but knowing that there was no other way. And so I pray that we would know that love from Jesus and we would take that love and put it into our marriages and put it into our families, that we would not keep a record of wrong, that we would forgive one another, that we would have patience with one another. Because love and the love of Jesus can overcome all of the evil of this world. So Father, I thank you for that love and I thank you for the amazing grace that has wiped our slates clean, that we are as white as snow, that we can continue living for you because of your son Jesus. And because of all of that, I thank you most of all for Jesus. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you've come this morning and you don't have that relationship with Jesus already, if you've not made him the Lord and King of your life, man, one of the greatest examples that you would give your kids is to show them what true surrender looks like, that I'm going to lay down all the things of this world. You can have all this world, but just give me Jesus because that's all I need. What a way to model to your kids what true surrender and true sacrifice looks like to, be, to repent and be baptized today and walk out of here a new creation. So I'll be right down front. If you have a decision to make, to be baptized, I'd love to talk to you about that this morning. There's no greater day than today. If you'd like to place roots here at Gateway and become a member and be a part of this family and what we're doing here and just make your commitment to this is what, this is where I want to be. I want to plant my feet here at Gateway. I'd love to talk to you about membership. Maybe you just need prayer this morning. I started out saying that the Mother's Day can be really hard for people. Maybe you're really struggling today. And you just need somebody to come alongside you and pray. Or maybe it's something altogether different. I don't know. I know there's a lot of pain and evil in this world, but I'm so glad for the gift of prayer that we've been given. So I'd love to pray with you. Maybe you want to pray with somebody in the aisle next to you, in the row next to you, and that's okay too. Just come together and, and lift up whatever's going on to God. So if you have a decision to make or you just need some prayer this morning, I'll be right down front. But I invite all of us to stand and sing our final song together.